Hey, good evening, everybody. Um, these are the evening uh, code <laughs> programming notes. Um, at, well, evening after a complete day of work and bike riding and a little bit of socializing. Um, some thoughts before retiring. First, I said I was going to do a podcast every day and. At some point, there'll come a day when I don't do a podcast, but I'm going to like do my best to do it every day. And um, I'll also try not to talk like ridiculously long amounts of time. Uh, I'm going to tell you why, because uh, there's um, what Adam Curry is doing with um, his... No Agenda News Network, which I'm, like, only following peripherally. Uh, um, but it was actually the things that, this exact thing that he was doing with Dropbox that sort of made me realize that we should, like, get our loop going again. Um, I was sort of watching from a distance, and I saw that they had, he was, like, recreating radio using Dropbox. And kind of weird, isn't it? But you can actually do that. Um, basically, by having a shared, a folder that's shared amongst, I guess, you can, I don't really know all the details of how you do this with, pod, with Dropbox, but apparently it's possible to, like, share a, a folder um, and have it be that anybody can, um, can connect to it and, uh, you know, drop things into that folder and somehow it ends up in a collective folder or or maybe they send stuff to Adam um, and he puts it in this folder and they can all subscribe to it. I'm not sure how it works, but I know that um, he's using Dropbox to create a radio station, effectively. And it's a listener-programmed um, radio station so that all the people that listen to... He does a podcast twice a week with John Dvorak. Um, and uh, and those people... Well, anyway. So now here's... He's, he's doing it differently. First of all, they just switched over. Now they're not doing music. It's all talk. Okay? And the way they're doing it is that he's got an instance of Blork running on one of his servers. I think that the server now, his server that's doing this is running on Rackspace. Um, and in the Rackspace cloud. And, um, and it's on Dropbox. And it's also got an aggregator, because Blork is an aggregator, an RSS aggregator. And that aggregator is subscribed to all the podcasts that are on Adam's radio network, of which this is one of them, the one you're listening to right now. And so his aggregator, every 10 minutes, is checking all the feeds. And I know because I wrote this aggregator. I know how it works. Um, although I don't, I mean, the, the application, the thing that he's used, the thing that's so awesome about this is that it's just, 
through configuration of this application, he's created a radio network. I mean, it's like this is the realization. This is sort of like, um, you know, you pop up a level and look at this from, okay, it's 2011. We've picked up the work that we were doing in 2004 with podcasting, and that's just like one of the threads of the things that we're doing. But um, because... Blork, which is the writing tool, reading and writing, okay, Blork is the union of um, Radio 2 and River 2. Radio 2 is a new blogging tool that I wrote, a browser-based blogging tool that's very link-oriented and, and connected up to, um, uh, to Twitter through uh, their API, and through a separate app, sort of a helper app that reads... Uh, the feeds that it produces, and uh, Radio 2 is all about feeds. It's just all entirely. It does not do a blog rendering. Like, it's not blogging software like that. The only thing it produces as output is an RSS feed, or actually as many as you want. And it's multi-user, so it's like you can have many users having as many feeds as they want, and they route the stuff to those feeds using a bookmarklet or using the the web application that runs on the server. Not my server, your server, because it's you know, it's a package that you can install on EC two or Rackspace or whatever you want. If you have a computer lying around at home that isn't doing much and you have a nice Fios or cable connection coming into your house, um as a lot of people do these days, uh, it's actually fairly easy just to, you know, put to install this on that spare computer and just have it sitting there. And uh, uh, with dynamic DNS, uh, I've actually got one uh, sitting here in my house. Uh, with dynamic DNS, it's like you would never even know that it's like sitting in my home. Um, anyway, I've I've uh, drifted off there into a little cul-de-sac. Um, this is all really exciting. So anyway, so meanwhile, Adam's got his, his uh, Blork, which is, remember, it's River 2 and Radio 2. River 2, so Radio 2 is the blogging tool, and River 2 is a river of news aggregator. It means it reads feeds periodically. You can tell it how often you want it to do that. Uh, we've been setting the default now at 10 minutes because we want really, you know, quick turnaround. Um, and we generally, like, amp these things up and have them subscribe to a, f a lot of feeds uh, because, you know, this is another thing that we agree on is, is that, you know, um, I want, like, a lot of stuff coming through. I mean, that's what the River of News has always been about, and it's been really interesting to watch everybody adopt that idea that's what Twitter is all about. That's what Facebook does. Facebook and Twitter are both rivers. And, you know, when they say, you know, those idiots that say that RSS is dead, it's like, no, it's not. It's like they finally, the, the, the approach everybody was using to RSS has finally run out of gas. I, have I been saying that for years? Yeah. I mean, in a way, I was the first guy to say that RSS is dead. But I, of course, didn't say it that way because it wouldn't technically be accurate. The accurate statement is the, um, the, the mailbox approach, the idea that RSS is a mail application, that is what is dead. And it was dead the day it started. It was wrong. It was a mistake. 
Everybody said, oh, well, you know, Dave, you don't really understand this stuff. Well, no, I actually really did understand it. <laughs> I begged to differ, and I kept telling everybody that. I said, you know, just listen, and let me explain how this works. Because um, news, that's what, you know, this isn't a new idea, by the way. This is the teletype. That's the, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched a movie. I've actually seen teletypes. I'm old enough to have seen them in operation. They were, I even programmed on teletypes. Um, um, they were just typewriters, electronic typewriters that were hooked into the net, a network, and um, and they got feeds of news from the wire services, AP, UPI, Reuters. Uh, there were uh, there were a bunch of them. I'm sure the New York Times had one, and, and a wire service, uh, International Herald, Herald Tribune, and uh, so you might have had like five terminals because. They didn't interoperate, so you had to have a completely separate physical installation for each one of these. But if you were like a big newspaper, you had every wire service, and the news would just scroll through on printed paper. And, you know, when you want to find out what's new, you go to the teletype and you look. And you look at the scroll, you look at the paper. Well, River News, same idea. Twitter, same idea. Facebook, same idea. Probably everything that comes from now on in this area is going to at least be that, and there will be other things on there. We're already putting other things on there. Um, anyhow, so he's got his uh, Blork, which is the aggregator, and it's subscribed to all these podcast feeds, and when it sees a podcast, it queues up a downloader, and the downloader in the background downloads the file and puts it wherever you told it to put it. Well, he just told it to put it in Dropbox. <laughs> he pointed the, 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 um, the, the podcatcher part of this to Dropbox, and it's dropping those MP3s out there in the Dropbox folder, and all those kids out there in podcast listening land... All right, are they're all just watching the folder when something new shows up in the folder? They say, "Oh, okay, cool. This is something I can listen to." And if they're not busy doing anything else, they just click it up. I think they might even have an application that runs on the user's machine that automatically watches to see if something new has arrived. Uh, if they don't have that, well, we can write that. That's not a hard thing to do, and uh, in fact, we should. So. Uh, anyway, so I p pushed a link to that, and I thought, this is worth talking about. This is worth mentioning. Um, and it was because he wanted to do this was really the reason why I said I would do the podcast every day. We had a conference call, um, you know, the, the group that's working on this stuff. And uh, actually, that day it was just me and Adam talking in the conference call, and uh, um, and he he said he wanted to do this, and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do this, one of these things every day to help you get it started. And so I'm basically keeping that and um, commitment. And so if you happen to be listening to this podcast through that Dropbox that Adam has set up, um, you know, send me a shout-out. I'm Dave Weiner, D-A-V-E-W-I-N-E-R, at Twitter. You could send me a, uh, you know, a, a mention that and, you know, just send me a reply or I forget the terminology for it. Or you can send me an email to dave.weiner at gmail.com and just, oh, just say, hey, you know, I heard 
um, your thing on the podcast. And uh, even if you didn't get it through the Dropbox, you want to just say, hey, let, you know, be, sometimes you don't know who, if anybody's actually listening to these things. So that will help me f- figure that one out. Um, today, for me, what else to talk about? There was a huge, I, I got a link from, uh, uh, from Daring Fireball and from, um, Hacker News that both got a lot of traffic, a lot of comments over on the Hacker News thread. Uh, the topic was um, uh, Firefox and you know uh, Firefox and OnSwipe. No, I think OnSwipe was pr- there, uh, the, the Daring Fireball was uh, was Mozilla and Firefox, and the uh, the uh, Hacker News one was the OnSwipe piece that I wrote um, and. Uh, uh, what to say? I mean, um, I didn't realize that uh, I wasn't thinking about Mozilla Corporation when I wrote the piece. Uh, I never anticipate that the company I'm writing about will actually take an interest in what I'm writing. Um, uh, and this Mozilla Corporation tends to take an interest, and it's never nice. I mean, uh, they never, you know, if I write something, say, you know, hey, this is how you use Firefox to do this or that or the other thing, uh, which I'm sure I've done. I know I've done. And I am a Firefox user. I've been using it for, like, five years. Uh, you know, maybe even longer. Whatever, five, six years, something like that. Um, it's always, you know, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. This is them talking to me. Uh We'll explain this to you very slowly, and uh, um, and if you don't get it, we'll explain it again. And you know, it's like, well, but they, you know, the thing they don't do a lot of is they don't listen. And a company that makes products that doesn't listen is eventually going to walk off a you know a cliff. <laughs> and I think I honestly think that's what they're doing right now. I think that they they uh, have a vision of their role in the world. And I think the world is saying something very different to them, and and they don't want to hear it. And um, it's their choice. And uh, right now, I'm still using Firefox, and I don't immediately have any intention to change that. Um, but I'm I'm paying attention. I'm listening. I also heard from uh, the OnSwipe guys and. Uh, um, what they told me is that they will produce a way for an individual reader to opt out. Um, it wasn't quite as clear a statement as that. It was sort of like left, uh, a lot of inference was left there. And I guess I'm hoping that's what it means. I mean, I wish that, that it were an opt-in, you know. And uh, I, I don't... There have been a lot of attempts to layer the web, and um, so far they've all failed. One of these days, I'm, I'm fearful one of them is going to actually succeed and is going to chop off a piece of the web, and that's going to be that. You know, um, I mean, that, there it'll be, and, and that's sort of probably what their business plans say, you know, that they're going to do. And uh, I think when you write that business plan, you should know that it, I mean, unless I'm missing something, it's never worked. Uh, and yes, there have been a lot of them that were wanting to do that. Um, and uh, the web is just so strong. It's just such a driving force 
that it's very hard to overcome that. And note that Apple didn't try to do that. And uh, smart technology companies that are thinking long term don't do that. They don't try to ram their vision of the web on to users who don't want it. And uh, because it's not a good strategy, they they hate you for it, you know, and um, and you know these bundling deals. They got a bundling deal from WordPress, which I think could easily be their downfall. Uh, it's like they're not ready for the level of exposure that they're getting. Their software doesn't work well enough to do. To I mean that's why it's pissing so many people off. I mean, you know, if it was a little bit more mature. They would have the opt-out, and then there are arguments, you know, they could say, well, you know, you can opt-out. And it's not enough just to say you can opt-out to the content guy. You have to be able to say that to the reader. The reader has to be able to say, look, I came to read this website, and that's what I want to do. And I'm, no, I don't want your vision of what that website would be if, you know, I wanted it. (laughs) Because I don't. And, you know, I also have to say that it's probably uh, time for Apple to step in here and they could stop this right away because and I think they I think they should um, you know I wrote a piece a few weeks ago about the uh, patent trolls that were going after Apple developers and I wrote that Apple should get involved and take a stand here and protect their developers, never in a million years thinking that they would do it, and then they did it. So that's the way a a company long-term, you know, maybe they hate the app developers, and maybe they don't want them there, you know, I mean, maybe. I'm not saying they do or they don't, okay? Um, I mean, that's... I don't know what conclusion you could have come to if they let the patent trolls just pick them off. I mean, you'd go, whoa, they went to all this trouble to set up this application platform, and now it's just being raided and um, and destroyed because it would have destroyed it. I mean, you know, there would have not been an end to it, you know, because these are def- defenseless companies. They can't defend against the patent trolls just too expensive and uh it's impractical they can't do it you know and so they would it would have been it would have had major repercussions yeah apple did the right thing and they stepped in now long term they still get to control the market it's they just shouldn't let anybody else control it okay (laughs) i mean that's like really kind of not a good idea and that's the way they should look at OnSwipe at Apple. They should say, okay, this is a company that is making a serious power grip. They're trying to redefine the experience of a web user on an iPad. It's really that simple. It's not like all other devices. It's iPads they're going after. And so if I were like thinking product strategy at Apple and saw this happening, I would think this is about the same level of a threat as the patent trolls are. Because, you know, not, and uh, less of a threat, actually, <laughs> okay? Because, honestly, I take, you know, I was being a little hyperbolic there. It's not true. They're not, because the thing is, is that what OnSwipe has yet to convince anybody that I've seen is that this is a better way to browse the web. You know, now, could be there are people out there who don't know what's happening. I mean, that's the first thing that happens is like, what? 
Yeah, what is this? <laughs> what happened? I thought I was going to my mother's blog. And oh, I can't read it. What happened? Oh, my God. You know, now, if that's my response, and I'm kind of, like, aware of how this stuff works, pretty well aware is what I do, right? Uh, people that aren't thinking about this must be, you know, it just m might barely penetrate their consciousness that there's some kind of problem here. There's something very strange going on. I'll just... I close this tab and I'll just go on and do something else, right? I don't think they're, I mean, you know, if you think otherwise, I've now written an, uh, a blog post uh, that's been read by, you know, quite a few thousand people and I've heard a lot of comments on it. I have never heard anybody say, not one of the commenters says, this is really good and I really like it and I'm glad they're doing this. And no, I mean, I want to opt in everywhere, you know. The opposite. People are angry and they want the choice. And so far, everybody that wants the choice just wants to turn it off. So, you know, Apple doesn't have an immediate problem there, except it is a problem because uh, it is a problem that needs to be addressed because there are a lot of WordPress blogs out there and it has crapped up the web experience for iPad users. That's an Apple problem. That one right there is an Apple problem. And I'm not overly concerned for Apple on Apple's behalf that this thing's going to take off and everybody's going to go, this is the best way to browse the web. I don't believe that is going to be the outcome here at all. Uh, I think if the investors feel that that's where, where they're headed, they're, I don't think the investors think that. I think what's going to happen here is there's going to be an exit, a quick one, an acquisition, and the company and their products are going to disappear. And uh, the, the, we're, you're looking at a flip here. You're looking at a quick flip. It's not a long-term strategy here. It's just blow some money into this thing and sell it quickly. I'm sure that's what it is because, you know, it's uh, not a good idea. Sorry, not a good idea. The web really is pretty amazingly strong thing. Uh, all that could possibly happen here is the web becomes less useful on the iPad. And there you go. That's why Apple ought to be concerned. Anyway, so I always have to turn the thing on. How long have I been talking? 22 minutes. It's just about the right time. Anyway, I want to thank you for listening and uh, wish you a very happy Monday. And uh, Murphy willing, I will be speaking to you again tomorrow uh, from New York City. Uh, this is your friend Dave Weiner. Thanks.